Hello and welcome to On the Rocks from Y Yoga. Today we are going to listen to Eva Tella, and I hope I've got her name pronounced well. And she's going to talk to us about resilience. And she's going to start by telling us what is resilience. Thank you, Matt. Maybe a little bit about myself first, how I came to the interest of resilience or yoga or mindfulness. These are all, all very much linked. It's about 12 years ago I started practicing yoga. And very quickly in that practice and in the trainings I did, I noticed that there's a branch or the side of yoga that interests me even more, I would say, and this was the mindfulness, the meditation practice. And I started to go a bit more into that and eventually became also a mindfulness teacher. I've been teaching mindfulness at my workplace. So I work, um, my short introduction is always, I'm an um, office rat by day and a yogi by night. And this prevails. So I work in the office in the evenings and weekends. I spend a lot of time on my mat. So teaching mindfulness also in the office was a very interesting experience and brought me to another sphere of resilience. I did a course that we were offered at, at my workplace about resilience, one day course, and it had a long agenda for the day and mindfulness was the last thing. And of course, we didn't have time for it. <laughs> the day ended without us getting to mindfulness, which I would put as first, you know, it's so important as a tool. For the past years, this has been my sort of passion. I read a lot and whatever I say now in this talk is, of course, not my fabrication. This has been uh, researched a lot. Most of the, um, the books I read are written by, by American um, authors, uh, Buddhist monks or, or meditation teachers or mindfulness uh, researchers and lecturers. And um, I will quote them and maybe at the end, maybe even give some references there. So what is resilience? And there's another good question, even better question, what it is not, I think. But what it is, it's a mental strength. It's the ability to bounce back from setback or situation that is difficult or hardship. And it is also uh, the way we deal with, with change. And life is all about change. That is a constant that, uh, that we cannot have in any different way. There's an author called Pema Chodron that I think summarizes what uh, resilience is the best way. I really like this. And it goes like this. To be fully alive, fully human, and completely awake is to be continually thrown out of the nest. So it's like, this is what happens. We fall off the nest for whatever reason. And then we need to bounce back. So this is also a nice metaphor for how do we come back to the nest. Sometimes when we fall off the nest, we fall into another nest. And without even understanding that we never dealt with anything or we didn't bounce back, we just continued life and here we are until we fall again. What resilience is not, it's not um, res resistance to stress. So it doesn't make us teflon to stress and, and hardship and pain in life. So a resilient person is, is, is still feeling the 10,000 joys and 10,000 sorrows every day, every hour, whatever the cycle. So it doesn't make us feel 
resistant to, to any of that. And there's a runner's method, me- metaphor for this, which I like very much, is that the distant runner or um, runner of, um, of marathon gets really tired. And the wise thing to do would be to stop because he's going to hurt himself. But he pushes through and continues. So this is not resilience at all. This, I think, leads us nicely into, into the fact that resilience is, is an active deed. It's not a, a, a passive adjustment of or adjusting to things that, that happen to us. It's something we, we need to actively practice. And the next question could be, what makes a person uh, resilient? Well, life does. The fact that we keep falling off that nest makes us resilient. It's, it, it forces us to, to become somehow resilient. And I think this is very timely now. We've been about one year in, into this uh, difficulty with corona. And we've, we've, we've had our freedoms taken away. We've been restricted in many ways. And a lot of us, or many of us, maybe most of us, have had to somehow deal with bouncing back, finding the strength to deal with change. So life is, is teaching us here and making us resilient. Then in order to, to bounce back, to actively have this strength, uh, we have tools and practices that we can use. And of course, yoga, nature, like nature is so resilient. Just, just look at the trees and they come back year after year, the flowers come back. And every year they die and then they just come back. And this is a very resilient cycle. So we can learn a lot from nature. And this, this links us nicely to, to mindfulness. We need the tools to recognize what has happened. So the first thing would be to see, okay, I've fallen off the nest or I've had a setback. Could be at work, could be at home, could be different level, di- different depth of, of the fall. And then we would allow it. So we need to stop and somehow see what's what's going on for me today and somehow allow it to be like that. It could be painful, but this needs to happen in order for, for us to move on. There's this practice, this tool called RAIN, so capital R, capital A, capital I, capital N, which is for recognizing, allowing or accepting and I is for investigating and N for nurturing. And this is um, taught in many mindfulness courses and by many, many teachers. I, I watched a TED talk by a Buddhist monk just the other day and he refers to this. And this is really the, the one now prevailing technique or tool to practice mindfulness. So as a first step, we, we recognize and then we allow and investigate. Can we be with this? Or is it too much? When is it too much? And if we can be with it for a while, can we then nurture ourselves out of it somehow to, to move forward? Because we need to keep this dynamism of movement. And I'll, I'll get to that a little bit later on why. Anyway, the RAIN method is, is very helpful and the basis of mindfulness practice. This allows us sometimes to, to bounce back very quickly. Of course, depends on what the setback is. 
but we can do it in five minutes. Sometimes it takes five hours or even five months or five years. It depends if you have a big trauma. You're not going to bounce back in, in half an hour or in even a month or two. You need to keep practicing, maybe keep going back and before you can say that you are fully back and uh, more resilient maybe than before. And with resilience, I think what is important is that there's always a new balance when we bounce back. So we never really bounce back into something we were before. So this is interesting also because some people, even at, at these times now, we say, okay, I want to go back to how things were. But if you really think about it, do you? I don't think I do. That's why when we lose the balance, we immediately need to recognize that we are going to find a new balance. So we don't even thrive to to go back to things exactly as they were. So there will be a, a new balance. And I think yoga is great at this, at least the type of yoga I teach. I teach yin. And yin, in yin yoga, we stay in the poses quite long. They're very passive, like stretching and stressing the connective tissues and hidden parts of the body. And it's quite uncomfortable. So the discomfort is there for a purpose. So you stay three minutes in a very sort of uncomfortable uh, in discomfort. And you you learn to be with this, whatever it is for you. And this sort of teaches you the the resilience. It's the first steps of the mindful. I recognize I'm here and I my hip is sort of warm or burning and you know, but she says it's good for the ligaments and the tendons. So here I am taking care of myself. And um so you allow it for a few minutes and then coming out you you feel vulnerable. There's maybe a new balance. There's there's something that shifted in that hip a little bit and you helped it to be more moist and, and mobile. This is the point. But it will shrink back and do its job and protect. But but we learn to be with discomfort and bounce back into neutrality and um and perhaps when we go through the whole sequence of a class, then, then there's a new balance overall. Maybe there's a, something new, something shifted. And also at the mental level or emotional, spiritual level. The emotions are funny because when something happens, when we fall off the nest, the emotions take the driver's seat normally. But we can often also feel them physically. So emotions turn into feelings when, when it becomes physical. And that's also something we learn in the in the practice because then it's it's physical but it has the emotional um, aspect to it as well so definitely yoga is a tool and mindfulness practice is a tool to to exercise your resilience muscle and so uh, resilience can be learned and in fact there's two sides to resilience there's the prevention and then there's recovery so we can work uh, with some tools to to stay in a, in a state where we, we we can prevent even uh, bigger falls in the sense, or at least the small falls actually, in the sense that um, if we stay awake and aware and, and, and mindful, maybe things don't get uh, to us so so much and, and we can uh, we can do these sort of day-to-day uh, adjustments and do this prevention work. 
And then there's recovery. So after the fact, when there's a setback or fall, there's um, there's the recovery stage uh, on on that bouncing back. For both of these, um, the practice of rain, for example, in the mindfulness is useful. When we stay mindful or when we, we practice that, we learn to discern uh, when we are awake and when we are not, when we are in a, in a trance, when we are not, we, we are sitting in the back seat of the car, we're not in the driver's seat and we go on our autopilot and, and we are more at the mercy of the outer influence and we may, you know, fall off the nest or have small setbacks or hurt easier than if we are on the driver's seat and we we own our our story and can find um, a new ending better so staying awake uh, i often when i when i give um I've, I've done a workshop on resilience before and here actually at Y yoga as well and and I always ask uh, people to draw um, a circle and then a line across and write awake on top of the line and trance on the, on, under the line and sort of keep this in mind because we move through our days, through our life and we don't check in so often, where are we? Are we, are we owning this story and going forward? And even if a setback comes, uh, we can deal with it if we are awake. And if we are in a trance, then all that becomes much harder. And of course, life means that we dance between these two full time. So nobody can stay awake full time and nobody will be in a, in a trance uh, full time either. And then sometimes people ask, well, how do I know where I am in terms of what if I just don't feel good? And for example, now it's been a long time that our resi uh, resilience has been um, tested uh, with this current uh, pandemic. And uh, when do I know when I need professional help or when do I really need to move on? My own tools are not working. I do a lot of yoga. It's not really working. I haven't even practice for a long time, I don't know where I am, kind of lost. And I think we all feel this. I, I recently heard a, um, a therapist, a psychotherapist say that as long as there's movement, so as long as the ups and the downs are still there, that, that you do feel them both, you know that you are kind of okay. I mean, it's good to to ask yourself on a scale of 1 to 10, where am I today? And if it's constantly under 4, if it's 2, 3, all the time, you, you can sort of conclude that, yeah, the, the, the choice are <laughs> small and far in between. Um, so maybe it's time to call some professional help or do something more than just talking to friends who might be quite depleted by now already uh, themselves. And... Uh, so this is important. Um, some people may feel that the cage, uh, for example, myself, I live in uh, like 65 square meters uh, by myself. This has become my office, my yoga studio and my, my life, you know. And uh, so after one year of this, I am tired of it. <laughs> and I sometimes feel almost like a cage that's closing on in me and, you know, wondering if I get out on time with my sanity here. 
But I think if I can keep in mind this movement that I do see that sometimes the door is open, uh, sometimes there's, you know, light at the end of the tunnel, there's um, summer is coming and new things uh, will happen in, in my life and in all of our lives. And um, and there's hope and small joys here and there. And um, and the movement is there. I, I go between joy and sorrow, between the shadow and the light. And as long as that's happening, I think I'm somehow still with it. And then maybe, like some people say, okay, mindfulness practice, I get it, uh, I understand the tools, but what does it really mean to to bounce back? And one of the authors that I really like is uh, Brené Brown, and she, she has a lot of um, podcasts and TED Talks and, and books and... Um, and she really summarizes uh, in two words. So you bounce back with curiosity and breathing. And I think this is this is great. I and mean, curiosity talks uh, or or gets us right into that that rain uh, mechanism. Let it rain. I sit here and I stay curious. I'm asking myself what's going on. What are the facts? Not the story that my emotions are writing. Or, you know, not an outside uh, story in my head uh, that comes from the past, maybe, that keeps uh, keeps repeating in my head. Um, but really, curiously, what is going on right now on the facts? And then how can I be with this? Can I be with this? Normally, the answer to that is breathe. So stay calm. And if we take a few deep breaths, we normally immediately notice that that things don't look so bad anymore. It immediately brings us into some sort of an inner balance or allows us to drop from the headspace to the heart space. This is what I do in every single class I give. You know, we drop from the headspace, we stop the stories, and we come to the heart space. And we breathe there. And it's some, sometimes very, very different. So staying curious and breathing. And then motivation is also important. So resilient people are even able to pursue opportunities in the, in the face of challenges. Somehow this, somehow there's a sort of a discernment of the overall hardship, like the pandemic, for example, right now. Within that, can I take a, a break and see what would take me into a positive direction here instead of giving into the overall negativity or, you know, maybe I stop reading the news for a while. Maybe I take a break, um, try to get out more, be in the nature more, and stop doing things that are harmful, actually. Try to see the balance, what gives me more resources and what takes them away? Like in the in in the early days on this, I noticed that you know some people, it was nice to go for a walk with them, but I came back more depleted myself because they sucked the energy out of you. So maybe this friend I would not see every day of this um, this Corona time. So we need to sort of also become a bit um, to have a bit of self protection, and this happens um, naturally normally when we have a setback or things don't go as planned or. 
or there's a, there's a bigger trauma. So we, we take a few steps back and we protect ourselves a little bit to see also what next, where do I go? So that takes me into more positive direction. As for myself, uh, during Corona, I even started to new hobbies in a way. I, uh, I, I thought I sort of mastered this last point that I just uh, said without having known that at the time. I mean, I just, I, I, I started painting and dancing recently. So yeah, I, um, I think that sort of um, took me out of the, the red zone for a while and, and gave me some, some resources. But that, that means that you need to stay curious and, and true to yourself. So what drives me? And um, when I'm in the driver's seat and not on autopilot, what do I want to, to achieve in life despite the setback or despite the, the hardship I'm going through? And then there's, a, there's this funny thing that um, when I started doing yoga, I was always wondering when teachers said that um, we practice not only for ourselves, but for others as well. And I always thought like, but what is that? You know, I'm here, I'm getting stronger, I'm getting more flexible and I'm here and I enjoy it. But but what do they mean? And I know that now very well. And what do they mean? And, and what is meant by that is that so when we become ourselves and authentic and, and calm, it spreads. So anxiety is contagious, but so is calm. If I move about in the world in a, in a calm, mindful way, it rubs off. And this is the point of, of practicing, that we, we work on ourselves, we work on the inner in order to transform also the outer. And um, that, is, that is the whole, whole point there, I think. And on this, I had uh, a couple of weeks ago in the office, I, I spent half a, half a day in the office, an afternoon, which is a very welcome break in my life these days. And there was another colleague, he's new, but we've been there a couple of times at the same time. And then very quiet otherwise. And when I was leaving, he said to me that, um, Eva, it's so nice to be in the office with you. It's so calm. And I'm looking around and yeah, it's dead calm. There's nobody here, just you and I. But I knew what he meant. He means an inner calm. You know, if if I'm calm, he, he, he feels less uh, stressed or or restless uh, himself. And this is how, how we help others, by first helping ourselves. Suffering is optional. So in Buddhism, the idea is that um, suffering is optional. And this comes as a surprise often uh, to people. Uh, it's a very good uh, teaching. And then after I tell you this, you will remember the, the arrows, the second arrow, because that's the suffering. So there's two arrows. Uh, the first arrow is pain, and that's inevitable. None of us will go through life without feeling pain. But when the pain comes, we have a choice of shooting that second arrow ourselves or not. And if you do shoot that second arrow, then you suffer. And to have this choice, this is what meditation allows us to have, to have a space to make that choice. If I'm calm and, and more mindful and, and something uh, comes at me, uh, a pain comes, in, it can be small, it's good to practice with the small ones before the big ones come. 
I, I can sit with it. So again, what is here? What is factually happening? Something happened and I feel pain because I'm a human being and I am a feeling being. And I sit with it calmly, so I, I, I get to choose my direction. Am I going to entertain my never-ending record in my head that once again I'm not sufficient enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not doing this right, um, so the, 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 the critic wakes up, the, the judging starts. And the definition of mindfulness is to be in the present moment um, non-judgmentally. And this is one of the most important words in that definition there, that non-judgmentally we are here and we look at what just happened. And the question, why me? Yeah, drop that question, you know, because it's not about me in a way. I mean, I'm not even my thoughts. That's another biggie, you know. When I tell someone that, you know, you're not your thoughts, you are something beyond that, there's the spiritual being. And you were asking the question of, of what is the meaning of uh, spirituality or spiritual being in this, um, these challenges. And the meaning is that you are that. So you need to recognize that and not the fact that somehow identify yourself with your thoughts or your emotions or whatever it is going on in your, in your life. And you are not that. About that uh, idea of why me, why not me, in the sense that I think many of us have realized that these seemingly bad things that happened, these challenges, in the end turned out to be the growth moments in our lives, that we did learn something so valuable that if that similar thing would come again, maybe we would be uh, more resilient, um, very different about that. And I do think also think also from my own experience that somehow we are tested as long as we learn the lesson. I'm not saying it because I read it in the books, it's in all the books, but um, it seems to be true. I mean, I'm 52 now and yeah this works like this. So why not me? Maybe the, the attitude can be from the beginning that, yeah, I, I, I get this because I need this somehow. Some, something's coming up and we don't see it. It's around the corner. And sometimes the corner is far, far away. We know it's there and we are getting there, but we don't see it quite yet. So the two arrows, very important maybe to, to keep in mind that when the pain comes, we sit back, take a few breaths and um, perhaps have a choice. Not always, because there's also very sort of shocking pain or something happens so quickly you don't have time to do this and you go into suffering and and you entertain that for a while until you are ready to, to bounce back into the new balance that is needed here right now. So what I could um, advise, I mean, for example, in, in Brussels, there's um, Brussels Mindfulness Institute that offers eight-week courses on mindfulness. I mean, I think it's good to start with teachers that have extensively researched and know what they're doing, what they're saying. So there's a lot online, but there's also the element of being in a group, sharing that energy in the group. And I think uh, the yoga classes, of course, are... Is part of that that we 
we are in this together, we can exchange energetically, uh, mentally, spiritually, physically, and um, I think this is very beneficial. So it's good to to look for for groups or activities that uh, where you share, because we nobody can do this alone. That is that is for sure. You can read all the books and become very academic about mindfulness or or yoga or anything really. It doesn't come alive until you share it. So it's important to come together and and share and I hope we can do that do that very soon. Own your story and own those emotions that fuel your story and that way you can write um, a new ending to your story. <laughs>